Where is that? That's it. Right. That video open. Done. Sorted. Right, hello and welcome to episode 112 of Backflips and Nerds, the baseball podcast with a British twist. I'm your host, Tom Pringle, and joining me tonight is Darius Austin. How are you, Darius? I'm doing very well, thanks, Tom. It's uh, it's good to have you back after your sojourn. And I don't know, are these locations undisclosed or? Oh yeah, they're completely. I was in Italy for a course, um, which is as bad as it sounds. Um, yeah, fantastic food, fantastic wine. Um, and yeah, the, the course was good. I won't go into details, but the course was good. Um, very interesting. Uh, very time consuming during the day, which meant I didn't have much time in the night, which is a bit of a shame. So I haven't really watched that much baseball, which might be evident during this podcast and my choice of topics. Um, <laughs> that, that probably won't get to tell. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Yeah. Uh, how was how was your week then? Because you guys recorded last week. Um, I've got a little bit of a bone to pick, but we'll come to that in a second. <laughs> Yeah, my week's been fine. Uh, the Giants actually won some games. Um, the the Rockies were not, not particularly good in that series, although <laughs> Herman Marquez was going to no hit us on Sunday, so not not a huge surprise there. But um, yeah, you know this the team is about as I expected, I think, uh, baseball wise. But there's been a lot of fun stuff, a lot of dingers, I think, as we'll get on to. And uh, yeah, just uh, great to have baseball back, really. It is, and yeah, a lot of fun stuff. A really big and fun thing that I noticed. Is- in the last uh, two weeks while I was away um, that you guys just didn't even mention whatsoever. It was the San Diego Padres. How the hell did you manage to avoid talking about them? <laughs> well, I can only blame John because he was in charge of the topics and he clearly decided that we should talk about the Seattle Mariners rather than the Padres. And so what, what can I say? I don't think we even mentioned the word Padres, did we? No, not at all. I was pretty disappointed. As I was listening, I thought they're, they're becoming at the end. There'll be some sly little dig or something. But seriously, like Fernando Tatis Jr. has been exciting. The team has looked like a completely different team. Now, I'll caveat all of this by saying, yes, we beat the Giants, the Diamondbacks, and um, who else? There's other teams that we've faced as well and not done so well. But the point is, like, this team looks completely different. I mean, you're an NLS wa- NL West watcher as well. You must have noticed this Padres team looks completely different yeah absolutely does I, I mean they're exciting for one thing which uh, I'm sure you can attest is not uh, <laughs> a word that you would have used to describe them in, no. in recent years um, but that they actually are kind of worth tuning in for now they are a lot of fun uh, I've really enjoyed Louis Sirius doing the uh, splits tag uh, <laughs> the other night that was that was really good Tatis is obviously great fun to watch they've actually got some young starting pitchers I mean I, I won't say that i think uh, nick is it margivicious margivich Mar- um, i think it is however you say his name i don't know that he's going to stick around but obviously yeah. paddock is, is is really excited to watch and uh yeah you've got manny so i mean the the third base defense has, has already been in well in evidence over there made some terrific plays so yeah it's, it's kind of a bit weird to see a, a padres team that's this much fun to watch but um they have been good and they're currently tied for the division lead which is great yeah, that division lead is not going to last. I think we all know that. And Padres fans are kidding themselves and think it's going to last. Um, the rotation, as well as you've already said, um, has been exciting in parts. But I think that's also got to be an element of the, the team to just get to know these pitchers. And I think their their holes are going to get uncovered pretty quickly. 
Um, Chris Paddock's been great to watch so far. But yeah, it's um, it's, it's been an exciting start for them. But you know what? They had an exciting June, I think it was, last year. And then it crumbled after that. So this could be the exciting moment. It may crumble. Uh, I don't want to be all doom and gloom on the Padres. Um, but um, yeah, I, I thought they were really exciting. I thought it was a nice start for them. It was really interesting to watch them. And, and just the, the, the difference for me was the... Um, the the liveliness of the team, especially when people are dingering and people are making great plays. They've got a, a ridiculous amount of handshakes. I don't know if you noticed that, Darius. They've got a ridiculous amount of handshakes when they come to the, the bench. Um, when they come off the field, I think when Manny Machado comes off, he's got about seven different players that he has to do a certain handshake with. There's all like um, guns in holsters. There's all these crazy jumping in the air and spinning hand slaps and there's everything going on. And do you know what? Last year, I don't think we would have seen that from Corey Spangenberg and Clayton Richard. We're probably going to find out that like half of these things are on Fortnite or something and we're just too out of touch to know it. Yeah, we need Ben here. Um, if it was Mario Kart 64, you'd be all over it. Yeah, that's, that's true. I, I would know if they were Mario Kart handshakes, but there are a lot of <laughs> handshakes in Mario Kart, I'll be honest. And I know Fortnite has like lots of dance moves and things incorporated into it, so... And we obviously know that uh, baseball players are playing a lot of Fortnite, um, they are. to TV smashing. So <laughs> it, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if uh, that was uh, part of the inspiration. But yeah, there's, you... there's definitely way more than just the standard high five going on in that dugout. Have you played Fortnite? I have not played Fortnite. No, I tend to play most of my games uh, on the train on my Switch, so uh, I don't have uh, internet connection, or at least it's it would be pointless me trying to connect to the internet. Uh, uh, okay. So that, therefore, I I don't really do a lot of online gaming these days right fair enough um, i tried to play it and me being a 36 year old father of two i just kept saying why am i dying so quickly how am i oh, supposed yeah, to that's, do this that's the other thing that puts me off having played like halo and that back in the day and just you just get destroyed immediately if you're not you haven't got super quick reactions and know exactly what's going on so yeah i just find it all a bit sad it just destroy we couldn't do this with john because john clearly is so intellectually doesn't play computer games so we couldn't do this with him so it's quite nice to actually talk to somebody about it uh, have, you, <laughs> have you played um you must have played mlb the show though only very briefly i've, I've never, not had a, a playstation for many years now I, I still have my old ps2 but that was the last time i had a playstation so um i, I do kind of see all these people posting about it and think oh it'd be really good to be able to play it but again the only reason i play my switch a lot is because i can play it on the go so it probably wouldn't be the, the wisest investment for me. It's so time consuming though. Like if you play Madden or something like that, it'll be a you know 15 minute game and clearly the clock just runs a little bit quicker. But with baseball games, you can't do that. I don't know how like people can manage to go through a full season unless you know they're students. Um they don't have they're a job. Not, like ways where you can like simulate things or just play like your at bats, like if you've created your own player, stuff like that. Uh, okay. So I have played um MLB 2K something. Um, it was the one with who was on the front. Um, oh, I can't remember who it was now. But yeah, it had like a career mode where it was like that. So it just skipped through everything until it was your at bats or your defensive plays. But I mean, if you're playing as a team throughout a whole season, which I don't know if people do that anymore. If you play as a team throughout a whole season, that just takes you forever to get through it. If anyone actually does that now and has a job and some children, that they're responsible for please let us know because i'd be interested to see how you actually divide your time throughout the year i think uh spora was on effectively wild a little while back when he and ben talked to one of the creators of the game and it sounded like there was a mode where you only played like three inning games or something uh, uh, okay part of the diamond dynasty or whatever it's called 
that you use to kind of upgrade your your team so um i think they've kind of got around some of those things by abbreviating uh, parts of the game yeah uh, but i'm sure there are many show players listening who are thinking yeah you idiots don't know what you're talking about <laughs> play a season in an hour it's really easy uh, oh, it's not, it's so, not, so let us know not... how long does it take to play a season if you actually just sit down and do it that'd be mental i, I don't think it's just show players that are saying you idiots you don't even know <laughs> Um, no, I just meant in this specific conversation. In this specific one, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I do remember like my my housemates playing full test matches on Brian Lara cricket. And yes, stuff. I did that though. To be fair, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, but that was one game. So maybe people just don't think about it, and they look up and oh, I've been playing MLB the Show for sixteen hours, and it's, <laughs> you know, it's only June in the game. Or... <laughs> but I used to do that with Chat Manager, definitely. I used to oh yeah, Chat Manager on the Amiga and just play that a whole season. But yeah, Brian, Brian Lara, I remember doing that. I remember sitting down like at seven o'clock in the morning or something when I was um, on a course at Cranwell and I wasn't in that day. And I'd sit there at seven o'clock in the morning. I go right, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this all the way through. I'm gonna play a test match. I'm gonna play it all day long as if it was a real test match. And um, I'd be all out. Uh, after about 20 minutes because the nature of me i just get bored so quickly so i just started trying to slog balls as quickly as i could um so yeah it's not really made for me it's probably made more for uh yeah those that like long puzzle games and and playing zelda all the way to the end i never completed a zelda did you complete a zelda i bet you did yeah i mean i've completed the most recent zelda now that i've got a switch so i i'm a i'm a big completionist i'm a nightmare probably okay. for the games games industry I just get a game and I play it and I play it and I play it until I've done everything. So that the, the most recent Zelda lasted me about six months because I was only playing it on the train every day. So I'd play maybe like an hour and a half a day, but like six months or something. <laughs> do you ever, do you, I, I sometimes get this when I'm playing some stupid game on my phone or um, just watching random YouTube videos. Do you ever have a moment where you just stop and go, what am I doing my time? It depends on what it is. I think if you get to like a particularly frustrating point and you're just beating your head against a wall, I think, yeah, I've, de- I've definitely had that. That that happens in Mario Kart time trials all the time. <laughs> but I think if the game is good, uh, then you, you don't really notice. Like you don't, don't ever stop and think, what am I doing? Because it's so engaging. You just keep going. <laughs> but I think that's the thing that people have when they complete games as well, that yeah. they have that, that moment like, you know, oh yeah, I've done it. And then there's the, the aftermath of where they're like, oh, I've just wasted a hundred hours of my life on this. Yeah, well, it's that it's that moment of completing the game and then just go, yes, yes, I bet. Oh, there's no, there's no one here. There's literally no one here to celebrate this win because <laughs> I I live on my own and I complete games. I, during I normally night. like send a screenshot to my brother or something because yeah, <laughs> I got I got all the uh, the moons in Super Mario Odyssey a few months ago. Yes, yeah. I, I had that same moment. I was like, I've done it. Uh, there's nobody here to care. So I have to <laughs> screenshot it with my phone and then send it to my brother and say, look, I did it. I've I've spent far too many hours whilst away with work um, on my downtime playing uh, out of the park baseball, either on laptops or iPads or something like that. And the amount of times I've got to the World Series and been so excited with this this Padres or Red Sox, whichever franchise it may be, I've finally gotten there, but I've yet to win a World Series. I've I've got there about four or five times, but never actually won it. And I always wonder like who I would tell when I win and who would actually care. Because it's not something that I'm exactly going to text my wife about and just go, I've done it. You've done what? I've won the World Series with the Padres. She'll go, have you finished our tax return that was due a week ago? <laughs> no, but... <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I'm glad I don't own a console anymore. I said that to my wife the other day, actually, the fact that isn't it quite nice that I don't come home and start just playing on a console straight away, which I'm sure some married men actually manage to do, but I don't. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I still wouldn't. That's why I haven't bothered getting one. I don't think I would come home and then say to my partner, oh, yeah, uh, I'm just going to sit and play on the console for two hours now. I think I just wouldn't bother doing it, which is why I'm not going to shell out three, four hundred quid for a new console. Yeah. Um, so that's why the yeah, the switch is is great for me because I I have a relatively long commute and I can play every day. I do kind of like guilt myself into it as well. Like if I'm listening to podcasts, I always try and listen to either baseball stuff or things like Life Scientific. So I finished listening to Life Scientific where somebody's had a real struggle to get to where they are and achieve what they've achieved, and I'm driving, eating watsits and thinking, <laughs> oh, I can't wait to play out of the park baseball tonight, and that kind of stops me from doing it. I almost need that 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 push to guilt me into not doing that sort of thing <laughs> we're really living up to the nerds part of this podcast today <laughs> <laughs> eating watsits and playing out of the park baseball have you played out of the park you must have played it i've played uh baseball mogul oh yeah yeah i've played that i think that was not too bad actually um but I, i've not not actually played out of the park partly because i am a bit concerned that i'll revert to the football manager days of <laughs> Did the, it later on? They started to tell you how much of a loser that you were, basically, didn't they? Yeah. Like they would tell you how much time you played, but then it would also have like a little description underneath, like you really should eat sometime or yeah. something like this. <laughs> I remember um, at college playing Football Manager so much, we started to like run a website with a load of tactical guides on there, and people were coming on. Like you know when you end up with their, I think it was like four one three one two, if the maths even work for that. Um, where you'd end up with these crazy formations and certain settings. We started doing all these and just you know taking Cambridge all the way to the um, European Cup final <laughs> and stuff. But that that was like days upon days of playing this game constantly. Um, I don't know. Well, the, I was going to say I don't know if there are games like that, but we've literally just spoken about Fortnite being exactly like that. Um, it'd be interesting actually to see you on out of the park baseball. It's <laughs> it's so engrossing. It's ridiculous. Um, whilst out in Cyprus conducting operations on my downtime, I did sometimes not even go out for food because I was like, I'm just going to play a few innings of this. And uh, <laughs> it just be exactly like Football Manager. I'll just do one more game. I'll simulate one more month. No, it doesn't work. You just get stuck with it. Yeah, um, I can't wait for your Football Manager strategy podcast coming out soon. <laughs> I, I don't think I've played Football Manager since. I think when the franchise turned into Football Manager, that's pretty much when I turned off and stopped playing it. Um, I was I was very much a Chapman Italia guy. In fact, well, I think we had this this reminisce on Twitter recently, all the different player names like Cherno Samba. Um, in fact, I remember John talking about who was John talking to about there. Who was it now? He was podcasting with somebody and did a and did a chat about Cherno Samba. I remember that name coming out. Anyway. I can't remember. Should we talk about some baseball? It's been 15 we, minutes. We, we probably should. We mentioned some baseball games baseball. then. <laughs> I think that was almost like an absolute bunts um, <laughs> diversion then. We just went down a completely weird rabbit hole. Mm. They've rubbed off on us. <laughs> Don't say rubbed off an absolute bunts. That's disgusting. <laughs> um, okay. Sh- what I want to do is start talking about Stephen Matz. Have you, have you watched um, Matt's outing? Or have you seen the I, box? I score? saw what happened. I have not actually watched the entire sequence of events. No. Okay. 
So I, I wouldn't go pitch by pitch, but I've just watched the condensed game. And the um, you know, on a condensed game, it's usually about seven to nine minutes or something. I think um, seven to nine minutes are taken up by that first inning. It's <laughs> it's it's horrible to watch. Um, for those that didn't see it, what I'm going to do is very briefly um, read through the play by play. So um, the, the the Mets uh, were at the top of the inning. So sorry, the Mets were at, at away. So the Mets were at the top of the inning. They didn't score. Uh, they got a walk hit by pitch fly at Granite's double play. That was it. So, unfortunately, MLB.TV app keeps reverting back to a different screen. Right, there we go. So Andrew McCutcheon reaches on a fielding error by shortstop Ahmed Rosario. Um, it went through his legs. It's pretty embarrassing to watch. And that is the first batter. Now, I believe, well, we'll come to it at the end, actually, what I believe. Uh, Gene Segura doubles on a line drive. And McCutcheon to third. Bryce Harper hit by pitch. JT Valmuto doubles on a fly ball to center field. Brandon Nimmo, um, uh, sorry, fly ball to center field of Brandon Nimmo. Andrew McCutcheon scores. Gene Segura scores. Bryce Harper to third. So that's the Phillies 2 nothing cut. Scott Kingery homers on a fly ball to left field. Bryce Harper scores. JT Realmuto scores. That's the Phillies 5 nothing cut. Mound visit. Uh, Cesar Hernandez walks. Uh, Altair reaches on the fielder's choice. Um, Hernandez to second. Uh, Cesar Hernandez advances second on the fielding error by shortstop Ahmed Rosario. It went through his legs again. So he had two of those, which is pretty <laughs> embarrassing for him, really. Um Oh, it's flipped back again. Stupid thing. Right. Mikel Franco uh, homers on a fly ball centre field. Cesar Hernandez scores. Uh, Altair scores. Phillies at 8 nothing up. Man visit. Pitch in substitution. Um, for those who were struggling to follow that, he left the inning without recording an out. There were two errors for Mohamed Rosario, which um, caused batters to reach base. Um, he, what did he throw? I think it was something like 37 pitches. It wasn't a huge amount. 31 pitches and 17 of those were strikes. So um, Matt's ended up with a line of no innings pitch, four hits, eight runs, six earned, one walk, no strikeouts, two home runs. Um, Do you think, Darius, they left him in a little bit too long? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's very difficult when it's only 31 pitches. (laughs) Imagine you just sit there thinking, well, surely that, one of these batters is going to get out at some point, especially when, <laughs> when the bases are just constantly clogged up and you think, oh, yeah, well, so someone's going to hit into a double play in a second. Or uh, I remember Matt Cain getting pulled in the first inning for the Giants a few years ago after 37 pitches or something. Yeah. And that was kind of like, you know, even that felt like a bit weird, you know, that they would they'd pull them after that little, but yeah, I, I don't know at what point there, do you, do you think there was an obvious point in that sequence of plays where, Callaway could have come out and said, you know what, Stephen, it's not happening today. Well, th- I mean, he went for a man visit halfway through. Where was it now? So let me just double check. Uh, he went for a man visit when Scott Kingery had just homered. So the Phillies are 5 nothing up. Now, in my mind, when the Phillies are 2 nothing up, you're, gonna, you're not going to start warming somebody up when the Phillies are 2 nothing up and they've got two men on base with no outs. Realistically, are you? So I, th- I think after that man visit with Scott Kingery, you, you've got to get somebody up at that point. And to be fair, I haven't watched the full game, so I don't know whether he did start getting somebody up. But then Cesar Hernandez walks and Altair reaches on field as, on, on an error. Uh, you've got to bring in your pitcher at that point. I mean, yeah, maybe Franco may not have homered, but I think he's got to go at that point, surely. So, yeah, for me, if, if the Phillies are 2 nothing up, you're not going to get a pitcher to start warming up. And he's going to be at, what, 20... 
five pitches, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what I was going to ask as well is, um, Stephen Matz, what, at what stage do you think he's probably thinking, just get me out of here now? <laughs> How many runs? Do you think it's after the Kingery home run and five nothing down? I think if you're a competitor in the major leagues, you probably kind of always want to stay out there. I'm sure he's thinking, I want to make up for this, not go and hide me somewhere. Uh, if he didn't think like that, he probably wouldn't be in the major leagues. Um, but yeah, there must have been something at the back of his mind, just sort of maybe hoping a little. The other thing, of course, is it puts massive amount of pressure on the bullpen to ask them to pitch all nine innings still. Uh, yeah. that, that's got to be at the, the back of everyone's mind. <laughs> like on one hand you you think yeah we, we kind of need to get him out but it's not like he he walked the bases loaded or anything you know it was it was one walk yeah it was a couple of errors uh you know it, it, it's not like he was out there throwing wild pitches and right. you were just gonna be yeah okay we, we're gonna pull you now sometimes these things just happen and i think callaway probably thought yeah okay we're down five nothing but if Stephen can get out of this and pitch three or four more innings then at least i can save the bullpen a bit uh, and instead, they still had to cover all nine innings just after he gave up eight runs instead of five. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, we've seen teams come back, but that is obviously a, a huge blow to start the game, being 10 nothing down in the first inning. Um, because uh, uh, potential Zelda baddie, um, what's his name, Drew Gagnon, came in next, and uh, he gave up two runs in that inning to finish it off. Um, but, I mean, they they, you know, they muscled their way through it, as you said. Thankfully for the Mets, they didn't actually go through too much of their bullpen. It's just two two guys that finished off the game. Um, so I think, as you said, as competitors, they probably want to stay out there. But when when would you want to come out of there? That's what I'm interested in. Oh, me personally, if I was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Um, it's very hard to put myself in that that position, uh, having never really pitched a baseball game. <laughs> Um, you know, I've played a very small amount of baseball, but mostly it's been sort of like standing in a corner outfield spot waiting for something to happen. Hardly ever does, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, difficult to say. I think, you know, from a football perspective, I kind of usually wanted to still try and make things up. Even if I'd missed eight sitters that day, I would usually be thinking, well, right, I'm going to get the ninth chance right. Um, I think I did remove myself from a softball game once after making a particularly terrible defensive play. So. <laughs> Maybe maybe the answer is like by the time I, I've given up the the double to Real Muto, I'm probably like yeah, you know what, get me out, get me out of here. <laughs> um, I, I was trying to I was trying to think of an equivalent of another sport where you're stuck in a game like this, and there isn't really, is there? Because if you think of any well, like the NFL or football or anything like that, it, it's timed. It'll just run out. So it doesn't matter how many bad throws you make or how many shots you miss. It'll just the time will just run out. Whereas yeah, I mean, in... golf, I guess, if you're, if you're in a uh, golf situation, there's nobody to come and save you, is there? Like, but no, but like, with, yeah, but with golf, like you get to, what, something like 15 shots or whatever it is, and they just, you pick up your ball and that's the whole done. You take 15 and walk away, I believe. I could be wrong on that. <laughs> I've never seen a pro golfer get to 15 shots. Exactly. Like, but a, as, as a, I know they a do that very... on crazy golf courses so that people can actually <laughs> play. I'm a crazy golf pro, but I've never seen a pro golf would take 15 shots in a hole, so I don't know if they do that. So I'm pretty sure I can't I can't find a scorecard to hand now. My golf bag is over there; it's covered in dust and spiders webs. Um, but there's probably a, a scorecard in there somewhere. Now I, I'm I 
pretty confident you can get to a certain amount of shots. This might be amateur golf, but you can only get to a certain amount of shots and you have to pick up your ball and move on to the next hole. Um, I have been asked on a golf course to leave and go to the pitch and put whilst I was um, going through the second hole. I was that bad. I got asked to leave and go to the pitch and put instead. Um, that was pretty embarrassing considering I paid a fair amount of money. But they did actually give me a refund. Um, but yeah, I was that bad. Uh, are you frantically looking at golf rules at the moment? I mean, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, Googling golf shot limit, but everything I've found so far says no. So oh. perhaps that was just something they imposed on you, Tom. Yeah, maybe it was just me. <laughs> but yeah, there's no, there is no other sport like that, though, is there? Like Steve, Paul Steve Matt's just had to stay there the whole time. And to be fair, as you said, as a competitor, you might want to stay out there. But Mickey Calloway could have just gone, well, you've got yourself in this mess. You get yourself oh, out I'm on, I'm on something called leaderboard.com, which appears to be a golf website. Yeah. It says the rules of golf do not limit the number of strokes a player may take in any one hole. If it requires 17 strokes to hole out, including penalty strokes, then your score for that hole is 17. Wow. Um, so that sounds like if you take 25, you get 25. That's just how it works. Um, yeah. Doesn't really work for darts, does it? Temping bowling doesn't work. I'm trying to think of other sports where you just get stuck there. Um, yeah, I mean, oh. golf is worse because you, you can't even then turn to your mate and say, you know what, do you want to come in for me? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're just stuck if you play the first hole and you take 16 and you've got to do the last next 17 like you're you're stuck there <laughs> it's gonna be a sad day but it'll be a nice drink when you get to the clubhouse at the end i'm sure you won't be buying one at the end of that day um so yeah all the all the chat from um mickey calloway and, and matt's was very much what you expect of um oh, it's just one of those things i'll bounce back i'm sure it'll be absolutely fine um, how many times do you reckon Matt's could get away with this? Do you reckon on the second time he wouldn't be allowed to go out there again? What you mean if he went out his next start and gave up another eight <laughs> runs without getting it out? <laughs> well, just without get, just not getting out of the inning. Whatever happened, apart from injury, just doesn't matter how many runs. If he just couldn't get it out, uh, I don't know. I feel like um, if there was nothing obviously wrong, if his velocity was fine, and you know he didn't seem to be hurt. Um, and you know they didn't have any obvious reason why it was going badly for him. I feel like they'd go at least four starts before they would just say, you know what, four. <laughs> well, like this this game, like you know, it started off with Rosario making the error, didn't it? Yeah, that's fair. And, and then he did it again later in the year. <laughs> so, Ooh, do you reckon Rosario's on a bung? Do I reckon he's what on a bung? <laughs> Yeah, brown uh, paper bag in the clubhouse. <laughs> Please note the opinions of Tom Pringle are not the endorsed <laughs> opinions of the Batflimson podcast. They were they were uh, fairly uh, obvious errors. I mean, come on, somebody's <laughs> got to make that suggestion. Somebody check his betting slips. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that uh, that that's frowned on particularly badly in baseball. If you ask Pete Rose, <laughs> he'll tell you that they don't take kindly. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, if if like he comes out the next start and like literally every hit is like a smoked line drive, then maybe he doesn't last that long. But as long as you can sort of kind of explain it away by, oh well, you know, he just got a bit unlucky and things didn't go his way. I don't know that they'd put him from the rotation. I mean, they're currently starting Jason Vargas, so it's not like that they can go, oh, you know what, we've got all these great options to turn the ball over to. <laughs> um, I I would be amazed if he got past start number three. I can't believe you said he's going to go four. <laughs> start number three he hasn't recorded an out for three games and has given away let's say uh, uh what a total of 
16 runs. I don't think that's unreasonable. Well, you think they might start to pull him a little bit earlier. On the other <laughs> hand, the bullpen's probably exhausted by this point, so maybe they can't <laughs> afford to. Where where are the Mets as well? Like, have, have they fallen out of contention at this point? <laughs> uh, well, like, well, it's uh, only three starts down the road. Surely they wouldn't have they wouldn't have fallen out with three starts down the road. Surely would they? If this if this happened to the Orioles, for example, like they're just going to let him wear it. I reckon. Wei Yin Chen oh, yeah. gave up ten runs in relief, and they just left him <laughs> out there. Like the Marlins were like, whatever, just just staying out there, Wei Yin. We don't care. We lose in 100 games. <laughs> your, your pitch limit's 60. When you reach it, we'll pull you. <laughs> you just yeah, carry on. They pitched to like 2.1 innings or something and gave up 10 <laughs> runs. It's like, okay, well, that, thanks. That's brutal though, isn't it? I mean, unless you're unless you're pre-warned about that, like way in general, unless he was pre-warned, like, look, we're going to leave you out there. Whatever happens, just mix it up, try some different pitches, do whatever you want, see what happens. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I, I don't know if players get told things like that. Um, I, I'm not even sure. I'm going to have a look now at what the actual situation was in the game and whether they were already done. Um, I mean, they were certainly done by the time Chen was finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, they, yeah, they only, lo- they only lost that game 14 uh, nothing to the Reds, who were yeah. uh, <laughs> who had one win at the time, I think. So they weren't, yeah, they, t- they definitely weren't totally out of the game yet. They were, they, they were down by four. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, they, so they let Chen throw 66 pitches. Uh, yeah, 10 earned, four home runs, <laughs> and, he, and he got six outs. Did this end up effectively wild? Because wasn't there a chat of how many home runs would you allow before you like pull a pitcher if like every other pitch or something was a home run? Uh, I think they many... said if it was to start the game, like, yes. like in this match situation, but he'd just come out and every, every pitch he threw got hit over the fence, how many home runs would it take before the manager pulled him? And I think they settled on like four or five before he. The but again, went. but again, like I've just said though, like even if it's four or five, you still won't have anyone warmed up. You're going to accept three, aren't you? It's going to be oh my god, this. Is I think after three. three, the manager comes out. Yeah. Talks to him, and that's when you've got the guy <laughs> starting to warm up. Like you have at that point, somebody's got to ring the bullpen and say. To be honest, if you're sat in the bullpen, I- I'm going to be getting up and throwing. <laughs> <laughs> just yourself. <laughs> i'll do it it's all right i'll go out there. yeah, yeah I somebody, think, uh, the, the long guy in that bullpen has got to be like watching that thinking right i'm i'm in this game in the next 10 minutes because this is not going well maybe i need to rewatch it i think i need to rewatch and actually just listen i'd, I'd like to listen to the mets commentators as well because i imagine they were just they were just gone after i mean the first inning you're down 10 nothing what you do as an announcer for the rest of the game I'm sure we've got a few Mets fans uh, listening. Maybe we'll, we'll listen to the next uh, Mets across the pond because I bet they'll have a, a take on this. Yeah, we we'll definitely need to do that. Um, I think it's going to be quite a funny one to listen to. <laughs> and, and funny as in, you know, we've all been there. We've all had our teams absolutely crushed at various times. Um, you just have to laugh at it at that point. You can't really get any, you can't really start getting too emotional about it. Um, should we move away from the Mets? I think Stephen Mats has had a, a bit of a beast in. Um, should we talk about Dingers? Let's talk about dingers. There's been quite a few dingers, I believe. Um, like I said, I haven't watched baseball, but I've been listening to a few podcasts to try and catch up. And there's been a lot of chat about home runs. Um, are we on pace for another mega record? We are, yes. It appears the ball is reduced. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, Rob Arthur's done some good work on this. Uh, 
he had an article at BP the other day, uh, which is free to read. You don't need to be a subscriber to so go and check it out. But basically what Rob does is use the uh, StatCast data to determine how much drag there is on fastballs. Um, and and it's basically gone down again. There's less drag on the ball. So not only does that mean the fastballs are a little bit faster, but also obviously they slow down less when they get hit. So, uh, yeah, the ball is flying out. Um, we are currently on pace for another all-time home run record, and the ball is appears to be at, at least as juiced as it was in 2017, if, if not a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I'm, I kind of mean to keep, I keep meaning to go back and look at this, but every morning MLB seems to be posting a highlights video of all the dingers that got hit the night before, and right. it always seems to be about 40 dingers. Uh, so... <laughs> They're obviously loving it. It's great great for their content generation. We've got no cold April nights when there's only 12 home runs hit, like everybody is launching the ball out. Um, but it, it does appear that it, it's changed again. And uh, yeah, I think we could be in line for another record year. Uh, it was over over 6,000 home runs, I think, in 2017. So we're, we're looking on pace for even more than that. Wow, that's impressive. And let me get this right. So where's, where's the sort of curve for home runs then? So generally in sort of um, late March, April, you're going to see it low to begin with. As it starts to warm up, you're going to get hitters getting more reliant to pitchers. Pitchers maybe starting to get fatigued, those that aren't going to really go the full season. So you start to see it increasing, what, sort of June, July time? Yeah, I think it's like a, a relatively steady climb. Uh it's obviously depends on the the park as well because different places get warmer at different times uh i think you know texas by the time you get to july august is pretty absurd in the heat for instance and that contributes to a lot of home runs um i think the hitters are also considered to be a little bit uh ahead of the pitchers at this point yeah uh so uh that that can mitigate the effects a little bit but yeah, generally you'd expect like a, a steady climb right up through August, I think, and then maybe it starts to get a bit colder in, in some places. Those northern states, Detroit, Minnesota, I think they end up with some relatively cold games in September again. Yeah. Um, so the balls are juiced again, um, potentially, we, we, we think so far. Um, what I mean, do you think this is really like an MLB plan or is this just something that's happened again with the ball manufacturer? It's very hard to say because from the, the last go around, they must know that somebody like Rob Arthur would notice almost immediately uh, that things had changed. So yeah. that they would they would have to know that there's no way that they would get away with this again and, and nobody would notice pretty quickly. Um, so in that regard, it seems kind of like, well, you're not really going to, to do this kind of thing and I think you'll get away with it. But last time they sort of just passed it off as you know this is within the the standard parameters and you know sometimes little things change in the manufacturing and they just kind of obfuscated and let it go away and never really said oh yes we did this or this is whose fault it was uh so yeah i i kind of my gut kind of says that they want it like this and so someone somewhere along the line has said you know if we just did this slightly differently or used this kind of leather or whatever it is, you know, that I think um, that kind of thing would be easier to do and make it pretend you could pretend like it was an accident than say changing the core of the ball, which I think is something people have suggested might be contributing yeah. as well. Um, I think that would be perhaps more obvious as a deliberate change. Whereas people have said like the, you know, the leather can just 
vary throughout the year you know depending on um the animal it came from and that it's it's not something that's that easy to fix um so yeah i i kind of my my gut says that that someone has just put a little tiny finger on the scales somewhere just to kind of tilt the home runs back up and get a bit more <laughs> offense going and and allow mlb to have all this content for their highlight videos but maybe that's just my uh, conspiracy theorist talking yeah it'd be um like you mentioned about the fact that the leather being different and it might have small effects etc but surely that that's going to be like batches rather than the whole all of them are seeing it it's, it's going to be batches of balls so there'll be like one game or you know one one the first 15 balls that appear in a game are going to do that but this just seems to be all over i think um yeah, I think Rob Manfred's been in there with his little mask on, like you say, just just adding a little bit of fairy dust into the balls to make them a bit more interesting. Um, I suppose they've got to do that, though, haven't they, to produce their own content. Now MLB are stopping everyone else from producing videos, um, stealing them away from Baseball America and stopping them from actually doing a bloody good job, <laughs> which is a bit of a shame, really. Um, but there we go. Uh, should we talk about MLB trying to make money through adverts or... In the case of uh, MLB.TV, not trying to make money through adverts and instead showing us clips again and again and again. Yeah, I think we should we should get stuck into this and, and Russell's excellent piece about it. Yeah, so Russell's done a post. Um, if you look at batflipsandnerds.com, it's the, it's the top one at the moment. It's called, here's a popular post from batflipsandnerds.com. Um, this is unlike any other Russell post you've probably read or tried to read. Now, I'll admit... Um, russell's mind is way above mine he's he's on that sort of galaxy brain scale down the bottom and the tiny pea brain at the stop so whenever i'm reading russell's posts i really really struggle and it takes me a while to get through them um, they're very very good that's not me saying they're bad it's just my tiny brain cannot compute them whereas this one i can completely compute because it's superb um and he talks about the fact that uh the here's a popular clip from mlb.com seemed to have disappeared this year and we we're just getting break in the game whatever it was or um i can't really come up with actually um innings break or something that was just scrolling across the screen but now it's back and instead they're calling it mlb flashbacks and russell's gone into it um and decided to i think he watched four games and counted up all the different ad breaks um how long the ad breaks were and which adverts were actually used now when i say adverts i mean they were the clips that are shown so now they're um mlb what did they say were flashbacks yeah mlb flashbacks and some of them have been from this season as well and each one is a very very short clip of about four or five seconds and it's it just rattling through them quickly um but what i liked was the fact that he broke it down and then said here's the number of times a clip has been shown during a game um and then it also showed my favorite one was his uh, XNCR rate, uh, which is the expected new clip rate. So if you watch a game, this is how many times you're going to you're expected to see a brand new clip. So add up to ad break number four. You've got 100 percent chance of seeing a brand new clip. After that, it drops significantly. And by ad break number 10, uh, you've got a zero percent chance of seeing a new clip. Um, surely. My, my my question really is, surely baseball being the way it is now, there are tens of thousands of clips that are available. And yet they, in these four games that Russell watched, there were 33 clips that just repeated themselves over four games. And almost what's he got here? 
23 ad breaks. That's insane. Um, why, why are they spending all this time just showing tiny, tiny clips of the same ones over and over again? Why aren't they bringing out some fantastic clips from the past or even just mixing it up a bit more? Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I wonder if there is some kind of restriction and I don't know why there would be because presumably they own all of the content. But it, it almost seems like somebody said, you know what, you're not allowed to have any more than 30 or 40 of these clips at one time. And when you think of just the number of great highlights we've had this season and then think of the how many decades of video that they've got to go back through that they could use great clips from, why would you ever need to show the same clip multiple times during a game? Like, it, it's just mind-boggling. Like just, They just have thousands upon thousands of classic MLB highlights that they could use, and, and you would never have to see the same one twice. Now, maybe logistically that's a pain to program but i've got to think if you said right here we go we've got five thousand highlights we're going to stick it on random you're probably not going to see <laughs> the same one twice in the yep. course of one game and if you do twice that's fine it's not like you're going out here with you know some of these clips and you're like well i've sat here for three hours and i've seen this highlight five times now uh so yeah it's very strange i don't really understand how it helps them I don't know why they think that people want to see this over and over and over again, what it poss purpose it possibly serves. Um, so, yeah, it's extremely odd to me. And I'd, I'd love to hear from somebody who's in charge of this at MLB to explain why they think that people would want to sit through the same clips again and again. Yeah. Um, here's an idea what they could also do as well. Just breaking away from the clip side of things. Generally, there's another game going on. So during a commercial break, why don't they just put the commercial break into the corner and then have the, another game appear and you sit and watch another game? The idea of MLB is to try and promote this game and get it out there and get people watching. Now, they're showing one free game a day. That seems to me like a perfect opportunity. If you're showing that free game to give somebody a whatever it is, 90 second insight into another game that's going on and have a scrolling thing at the bottom saying, if you want to watch this game, go and subscribe at MLB.tv. So then people can actually see this other game going on and going, oh, the Angels are playing and there's Mike Trout. I'd really like to watch that instead of the Tigers versus the Royals on this boring Wednesday evening. Um, I just think they're kind of wasting their time a bit during these clips. Um, if, if you want to show great highlights, that's fine. You're right. There are plenty of great highlights already this season and last season within the last 10 years that they could do. But for me, that seems like a wasted opportunity. Put another game on. Just show people what's happening in another game. And do you know what? It might make them turn over. They're not going to lose ad revenue. I don't think the teams are getting paid on how many people are watching the stream of that team. Because um, if they are, I imagine the Cubs are earning a fair amount from the UK because they're generally on on the evenings uh, here in Europe. Um yeah, what do you reckon? Let's put a live game on in the ad breaks instead of just the same clips over and over again. <laughs> well, this is great for us. I'm sure that uh, if there are already Americans listening, some of them will be thinking of the uh, blackout restrictions that they have to go through, yeah. which uh, might present some logistical challenges for putting another game on. Uh, but as they're not adverts, I also wonder why they can't let people choose what happens like if you just want to see the static screen why can't we click a setting to say you know what i don't want the highlights i want yeah. just the, the static screen maybe you could have some stats up you know yeah. instead of instead of having the highlights you could say oh you know what i just want to see the box score yeah. in between the innings or i want to see the scores from the other games 
um yeah or i want to see you know a, a set of leaderboards show me the home run leaderboard the stolen base leaderboard the yeah. woba leaderboard whatever it is uh you know I'll, I'll watch those between the innings and then i'll kind of get to catch up with the stats i i feel like as they're not replacing adverts anyway surely they could let people who subscribe choose what they want to see between innings i, I don't yeah. think that that would be too difficult maybe i'm wrong maybe they're they're sitting there thinking oh well this is a real pain in the ass just to have 30 highlights we can't be bothered to do any more than this <laughs> But it I is mind blowing. I can't fathom the MLB developers just go, oh, 33, that'll do. I'm not doing any more than that. Should we go, Steve? Yeah, that's enough. I'm not. I'm not making any more than 33. That's fine. I, um, I reckon they probably have enough money just to pay a guy to sit and you know sort this out. Click the they? button. I, I, just somebody to sit there and click and say, I'm going to show this one, this one. <laughs> that could be the intern's job couldn't it like they'd have thousands of people lined up just to spare everybody else the (laughs) suffering of sitting through the same adverts i'm sure do you know what i reckon there there must be above millions uh, in terms of mlb.tv subscribers i think we should have like a rotor and each night it's your turn to pick the clips and you have to go through and pick the different ones now just to be a just to be a dick, I'd just pick Rally Bird every single night. Well, and, just and that's the it. thing they could—they could tag the person whose job it is that night, and then they yeah. get the abuse <laughs> for the clips rather than MLB. <laughs> or you could—I think you could have another option where you just pick one player and you only get highlights of that player. So clearly, the the leaders would be people like Votto and Puig and Bartolo, um, and you know Wade Miley, Wade <laughs> Buchholz, um, Paul Fry. Uh, all the big names. <laughs> well, I believe because uh, um, have you seen that the uh, guys over at uh, the at Statcast have just added an option on their player cards uh, to watch a random video. Of I did player? see that. I did see that. Um, so yeah, well, why can't, can they not integrate that? Can you not say yeah, you know, I I want to see only Clayton Kershaw highlights. Surely they could integrate that with the MLB TV and go right. Well, here's a random highlight from Clayton Kershaw this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if you like when I mentioned earlier about putting on a different game, if you're, I don't know, a Yankees fan and the Boston suddenly comes on as the game, you might not want to watch that. You might not be interested. So I think it's got to be relevant to the game you're watching as well, which I'm sure developers could do. I don't think it would be an issue. Like you said, they, they they're able to do this. They've created MLB.TV, for fuck's sake. It's not exactly like it's a difficult task. Um, I'm sure they could do it. They've got plenty of people able to do it. And um, that, that random video from Statcast is—is is that just one pitch, or is that a certain video you get to watch, like an innings or something? I think it's they—they've added all the every single pitch highlight, haven't they? Okay. So I think it literally just randomly searches through each pitch and picks one at random. So you could see nothing. You know, you could see a, a straight fastball that the bat doesn't swing at. Or you could see a grand slam, like it, it could literally be anything. <laughs> I think that'd be good for like a um, uh, uh, what you call it, like a sweepstakes, like who's got the best pitch. Yeah, but and, put... and also, yeah, wouldn't that be more interesting than seeing the same highlights? Like, yeah, maybe you sit through your two minute uh, inning break and you, you know, just see a bunch of uh, I don't know curveballs in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, three but... no curveballs in the dirt, draw a walk. Yeah, but each time the next one could be something great. You know, it, it could be the the batter looking really silly. <laughs> It could be a triple, you know, it could, could be anything. That, this that would, would be this, great. And this would be a great social media game of people just going, damn it, I got a grand slam. I got a grand slam. And then put in uh, hashtag um, popular clip 
and just put in that. And people go, oh, and, we've seen three Grand Slams tonight. That's amazing. And you're like, oh, bloody hell, I've just watched Eric Cosmo ground out again. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it goes back to the action and Eric Hosmer does that. <laughs> It'd be brilliant. We've solved it, Tom. It's fine. I think we've solved it. I don't I don't want live action now. I don't want um I don't want leaderboards. I don't want uh, a certain player. I want the random pitch selector. <laughs> I might actually start doing that, just clicking random pitch and just seeing what comes up. And then I'm just gonna try me finding a grand slam at some point. Um well we've we've come up to fifty minutes. Um have you have you got any more? Is there anything you want to talk about that I've missed out and not even thought about mentioning over the last week, apart from all the terrible extensions but i don't really have the financial brain to go into the details of it well i think we we dug into that a bit last week and so we we know um people know what we think about that and uh, how ridiculous they are um i think if anybody hasn't seen the uh the colin McHugh uh, matrix oh yeah from last night that was unbelievable i don't i can't do that justice but trust me when i say it does look like he was auditioning for a role in the matrix it was fantastic uh on a, on a comebacker just uh the way he dodged it was was brilliant um but yeah i don't i don't know that there was anything specific i'm just looking at a uh, breaking news that aridis Vizcaino has had right shoulder surgery which is not particularly fun to talk about but he's going to miss the rest of the season okay yeah because yeah, he, he missed quite a lot of time last year as well so that's um that's bad news for the braves yeah so uh cue a lot of braves fans asking them to re-sign kimbrell i expect uh yeah i didn't think about that it's a very good point um yeah i imagine it's going to happen then isn't it because they're, they're going to want to be competing this year and kimbrell's clearly the easy option to go and do that um have they still got is it aj minter yeah, I think Minter is was kind of the co-closer and is now the only closer. I think. So. How's he been doing this year? Um, this is not fun for anyone else, but I'm going to start trying to look him up on Fangraphs. <laughs> I think he's been okay, uh, not as kind of um, unbelievable. I think he's had a lot of control trouble. Yeah, so he's struck out nine point six per nine, but also walked seven point seven. <laughs> Yeah, oh, nice. five strikeouts, four four walks in four point two innings. So not a great start. No, not so good. Not so good. Maybe he won't be the closer then. Um, yeah. So watch the space for Kimball going to the Braves then. Um, yeah. I I kind of wonder now at this point. I mean, we're it's, it's past. We're halfway through April already. A, a team's just going to wait until the draft, so they don't have to give up the compensation. It makes sense, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's six weeks now. Uh, yeah. And clearly, even if you sign him, he's not going to pitch. For I'd, I would, would be surprised if he goes straight onto the team. You know, he, he's not really been facing anybody. So, Yeah, there's a, there's a Padres podcast listener, and they mentioned Dallas Keuchel, and they said, realistically, you're looking at, what, early June? And that's pushing it to get him in there. Because if you sign, even Kimball, really, if you sign him now and do extended spring training... A couple of starts at double A, uh, sorry, starts. A couple of appearances at double A, throw him up to triple A, give him three or four there, and then throw him into the big leagues. He's probably still going to take a couple of games to get really tuned in. And as for Keiko, I think it's going to take longer because obviously you've got that longer period of waiting in between. Um, yeah, I think I think teams are going to wait now. When is the draft? It's like early June, isn't it? Yeah, uh, June 2nd, I think. Yeah, I, I see them waiting now. I don't think anyone's that desperate at the moment. Um, every, the league's sort of upside down at the moment, isn't it? And everyone's ticking along. 
Um, I don't think there's anyone in dire straits at the moment that was really expected to compete. Even uh, do you know what? Even the Red Sox, I think once they get their shit sorted out, they'll be fine. Well, well, we haven't had a chance to ask you about this on the air. So, uh, how are you feeling about Chris Sale right now? Um, it's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? A very strange one. I mean, his velocity was up, I believe, last night, but um, yeah, he hit still... 97 at one point last night. Yeah, so it was in there somewhere. It seems like. I don't know what's going on there. Do you know what? I, I, I'm going to level with you. I've not watched that much Red Sox baseball this year, um, mainly because the spare time that I've had, I've been enjoying watching the Padres. Um, what, what's he been looking like pitching? Have you been watching the condensed games or anything? Yeah, I've, I've seen a, a decent amount, and obviously people have been trying to dissect what's going on. Uh, yeah, the, the fastball until last night obviously just didn't didn't have any zip on it at all. Um, wasn't getting any swings and misses on the pitch. It doesn't seem to be finishing the slider particularly well either. That's not been the, the weapon it usually is. Um, I'm not enough of a mechanics expert to say if there's an, an obvious uh, flaw that he needs to correct there. He, yeah. he personally seems extremely frustrated. And I don't know that he's particularly given a reason for, for what's wrong. I, it just seems to have lost feel for, for, for a little bit. So, yeah, I don't know if that makes us more or less encouraged that he might just come out next start and find it again. Um, the, the velocity coming back kind of does make me feel a little bit less like he's hurt because the first three, yeah. I just kind of thought, well, nobody loses four or five miles per hour of velocity and he's just fine. Like That, that doesn't happen. Um, so that's particularly weird by itself that it just came back last game um but it does make me think a, li- a little bit less at least that he's hurt but um if that's the case and he, he still got lit up by the yankees last night then i don't really know where we go from here and he doesn't exactly seem to know either which which isn't great no it doesn't look that great and the rest of the rotation is not looking particularly good either um i don't know if it's john mentioned it or another podcast i listened to the fact that red sox didn't really use their starters during spring, spring training they sort of brought them in for a little bit and then took them out of the games quite early. Um, maybe they're just still finding it. They're still trying to get through the, the innings and, and try and find their way, which kind of isn't really what you want. I know they started sale late in spring training last year to try and make sure he was good for October, um, which kind of worked out. He did have that bit of a break in the middle of the season when the Red Sox were so clear that it was clear they're going to go into the playoffs and that wasn't a problem. Um but yeah, it's it's a bit concerning to hear that he hasn't really got his slider finishing. Because like you said, that was the that was the real killer pitch that players used to really struggle against. Um, I, I don't know if you would have noticed, but is he starting to shake off any pitches? Because that was the big thing that he never did. He always just followed the catcher, and that was that. Um, I don't think Vasquez suddenly has lost the ability to call a game though. No, I, I mean I haven't actually paid enough attention to the uh, the catcher to to notice that when I've seen uh, sales highlights. So uh, I'm not sure. I know people were making uh, a bit of something out of the fact that uh, Sandy Leone got sent down and Sale likes throwing to him, and apparently the other pitchers like throwing to him. So how much that played into the Swihart DFA and uh, them them bringing Leone back, I don't know. Um, but it yeah, it it seems like. He needs to get more comfortable out there, and perhaps that's that's going to make the difference. It was a very weird move, it seemed to me. But uh, I suppose if it if it means that your ace gets right, then maybe it's worth it. Yeah, the Swihart DFA is just it, for me. It's heartbreaking. That was a guy that was really touted as the next big thing for the Red Sox. Him and Vasquez beyond the plate. Swihart being the hitting one, Vasquez being the defensive one. Um, 
they couldn't find space for Swihart, so they decide to move him to the outfield. He gets injured, misses half a season, comes back, doesn't really find his place back behind home plate. Try him out in the outfield again, try him in the infield, and then they just DFA'd him. It's just the kid's career has just been just tarnished thanks to the Red Sox and the way they've treated him. Um, I imagine, and I said this on Twitter the other night, I imagine he's going to get picked up pretty quick. I can't imagine he's going to get through waivers. Um, someone like the Royals will take him or... Um, the the Giants will absolutely take him because I think it's been at least a day since Farhan Zaidi made a move and he's probably going to twitchy <laughs> right now. What about Jerry? What about poor Jerry Depoto? He he must be terrible. He, he must be awful to be around at the moment. It's like, but could I? No, Jerry, we're, we're leading the division. Leave it alone. Yeah, but I if you, I if I just move, I tell you what I'd be worried about is is that like they'll hold up hold on long enough for him to like start trading away their decent prospects. Yes, and then they'll just fall out of it again. If I was a Mariners fan, I'd, I'd be terrified of that, like Jared Kalinich <laughs> and Julio Rodriguez and Jerry thinking, oh, you know, I could get a, a real uh, useful major leaguer for those guys right now. I'll go and get Sonny Gray. I think he'll be cheap. <laughs> I will, we'll also have the Mariners have lost five in a row and the Astros have won ten in a row and the Astros are now in first place. So, Oh, yeah, sorry. I did, I did miss that. Uh, I did get reminded of it this morning by a, a friend of mine who's a big Astros fan. Ten in a row. Um yeah, I think we all knew the Astros were going to be good, but wow, that's a, that's a solid start. I do like the, the Rays start as well. I, I, the I Rays did look joke, amazing. <laughs> I did joke this today about, oh, should I cash out on this bet? I tell you what, that the season, all of the, I, I made that bet. The two, I made a two pound fifty bet the Rays would win the uh, World Series this year, and I made that bet straight after the World Series last year. I did it on purpose because I thought they've got a load of room in terms of money. They could, they could stretch and get someone like Machado or Harper um they clearly didn't and I thought oh well that's that's a bit of a wasted £2.50 but you never know I might be able to get something back um <laughs> and they started the season and that immediately dropped to like £1.22 I thought really are the Rays that bad at the start of the season but now it's up to a whopping £3.98 so I think I'm going to hold on because it might if it if it go, they go all the way. I'll get paid £102, which would be lovely, just for a silly little £2.50 bet. Um, and, and if you cash out now, like you'll you'll only have regret the rest <laughs> of the year. Like, this, you've got something to root for now, all season. Do, well, I think, I think on this bet as well, I can do like a partial cash out, so I can get my £2.50 back and leave the rest of it in there, which means I'll still get something. And I can even just slowly withdraw throughout the season, just take £2.50s each time. <laughs> just gives me an extra coffee each day <laughs> hold on to it tom the razor going all the way do you reckon are you calling Tommy it for mvp Tommy Fum. Are you, are you calling it now is that it no i don't i don't think fans <laughs> win MVP because like if if mike trout doesn't actually get seriously hurt then obviously he's going to be mvp <laughs> again is that an amazing start it's so good to watch angels fans yeah. be so happy yeah, people have been posting a lot of stuff in the Effectively Wild group, like the you know the the war graphs with him against like Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle, and like all these all time greats, and like Trout is just ahead of them all. It's crazy. And then there's like a little dip, and you think, oh no, what's going on with Mike Trout? And then you realise it's just the first fifteen games of this season, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he's already been worth like over a win anyway. So he's yeah. still going up. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. I love the guy. And and people still call him overrated as well. It's mental. Can't believe the Angels paid that much. I can't believe they paid that little to keep him. That's amazing. 
<sighs> I, I mean, if you like, Mike Trump might be the greatest baseball player of all time. <laughs> like, if, if you can't, if you go around calling him overrated, it is absolutely bananas. Just go and sit and look at his stats page for in wonder for a while. Like, yeah. you don't need to look at the advanced stats. If you want to be the guy who <laughs> looks at batting yeah. average and home runs, then do that because Mike Trout still crushes it. His his B ref page is just great, isn't it? Just looking at it, and you're like, really that much? No chance. Yeah, and he's he's good at everything. Like Trout is is really good at everything. You know, he's good at base running. He's good at fielding. <laughs> he gets on base all the time. He's up, OBP is five sixty nine this year. I wish he played on the East Coast. It'd be so much easier to watch him. I think that's I think that's the only. Um, Apart from the Padres, I think that's the only West Coast team that I try and watch the condensed games of, just to watch him. I should probably just like skip through and try and find other Trout highlights and just watch those. We yeah, did, that, that's did... what I want. That's one on my MLB TV. Mike Trout's just, highlights, obviously. Just Trout, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> just the Trout button. I just have the Trout yeah. button, that's fine. Right, uh, that's, that's literally... Oh, that is exactly one hour now. So uh, I'm going to call it there because we've we've talked a lot of nonsense, but I've also had a lot of fun. That was uh, that was good. I enjoyed that, and hopefully you've all enjoyed it as well. Um, you can find me at Pedroia's Face on Twitter. You can find Batflips and Nerds at Batflips and the Score Nerds on Twitter. All the writing at batflipsandnerds.com. We've got lots coming now. John pumped out a DM. Uh, uh, sorry, a message asking for DMs for new writers, and we've got a lot coming through the pipeline right now. So there's going to be loads of posts coming soon, and it's going to be a variety of all sorts of stuff. And hopefully, hopefully, if it all pans out correctly, there's a there's a special little project that's potentially going to happen. Um, I won't go into details just yet, but John has worked very hard to make this happen, so it should be good for all those fans that are not just interested in MLB, they're interested in other types of baseball too. Um, Darius, where can people find you? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at DariusA64. Uh, this week I've been writing about a score sheet, which is a simulation uh, baseball, fancy baseball format. Um, if you're the kind of person who might spend hundreds of hours on out of the park, you may also enjoy score sheet. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, so I had a piece up about that on Monday. And then today I wrote about uh, trying to figure out what the hell the Cleveland Indians are doing with their <laughs> offensive depth chart, because it doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's a total mess in the outfield. Uh, so I spent ages yesterday trying to figure that out. Uh, so you can you can read out what I concluded uh, today at BP. Is the AL Central still bad or are we interested in it this year? Um, can it? Can I say both? <laughs> yes, you can. I was going to say, is the AL Central fun or is it bad? And I was like, well, it can be both. That's fine. So I think, yeah, it can be interesting and bad at the same time. But don't tell Russell. He'll tell us off again. I think there's like some really interesting like young players. Mondesi looks great. Yeah. He hits triples like every day. Rick Merrifield's great. Yeah. Johan Moncada, it actually yeah. kind of seems like he's figured it out a little bit. Like he's Yeah. Who won, who won the trade? Who won the trade? <laughs> Clearly the White Sox won the trade. Right right now. <laughs> right now there there probably trade. are. There probably are some White Sox fans that are saying that though. Yeah, we won the trade. Look at Chris Sale now. It's like, hold last. Oh, forget it. Don't worry about it. The, the guy's always had supreme tools. So yes. uh, it's, it's nice to nice to see him actually putting it together for a bit. Hopefully he can ho- keep it up. I yeah. think the Twins are a fun team. Not not just because of Williams Astadio, but he's like ninety four percent of it. Uh, <laughs> I would turn on just for him, and then you know, as, as much as uh, I dislike uh, Trevor Bauer, the dude is a tremendous pitcher. He looks yeah. really excellent this year. Uh, 
Cleveland, I think, will have Lindor back before the end of the month. Uh, yeah. So that their offense might start doing something a little bit more interesting at that point. Uh, so yeah, I, I think there's there's some fun things about this division, but generally they are still pretty bad, especially some of the the pitching on the slower teams. I think is is pretty horrendous. I think Hunter Renfro would look great in the Cleveland Indians uniform, and Trevor Bauer would look great in a Padres uniform. <laughs> so on on that bombshell, I'm going to stop recording and say good night to everyone. Bye. Bye.